Hello everybody, welcome to the latest Flogger Presents. Uh, this is a podcast featuring Luke from Flisher Photography. Excited to be involved in your first podcast. Uh, yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> it's something very different, mate, isn't it? So, uh... Yeah, well I've been recorded before for, um, uh, I think it was uh, BBC Lincolnshire for the oh. Princess, Princess Trust and... Uh, yeah, when I heard myself back, I, I sounded really, really monotone and uh, really, really boring. <laughs> I think so. I think that's the biggest problem with most of us. We hate our own voices. Yeah. I think that um, probably tells you something about ourselves in a way as well. Yeah. So what, um, what we wanted to do tonight was sort of follow up on a walk I did with uh, Luke. Um this involves us meeting up in Lincoln. Uh, anyone who hasn't seen, uh, seen uh, read the article, uh, that's on the website. And one of the first things I wanted to talk about was what did you think to your first go at street photography? Um, yeah, it was um, really, really different. I mean, I'm, I'm used to um, shooting quickly and, and um you know, trying to capture things in the moment. Um, but at weddings, people expect it. But in the street photography, it was um, really different because it was trying to do it and be quick enough to capture it, but without really alerting someone that you've probably done a picture of them. Uh, you know, as yeah. people can get a bit testy about having a picture taken. So, yeah, and it's it, it, and the hardest thing as well is you're not really taking a picture of someone that is so much as what the whole scene is. So it's not about focusing on them as such and some of the photos I did. Um, yeah. But yeah, luckily, um, most of the people that I took photos of were pretty, um, were pretty happy about it. Yeah, I mean, you could argue bits of it were street photography, and probably streets of it were bits of it were probably like street portraiture, if anything. Yeah. But yeah. then, I don't see anything wrong. I think the two can be combined. I think it's, um, I think it's quite a nice thing to do a bit of portraiture because. It gets you talking to people, doesn't it? Yeah, I, mean, I think I think that was the thing that I struggled with was trying to do it without talking to people. I love I love meeting people, <laughs> so every time I put a camera up to my face and then people were sort of looking at me, I thought I had to explain myself. Uh, yeah. So it was a bit hard not to talk to them. <laughs> what do you think was going through your head then, other than it's normal to go approach? Did you have? Um, like I probably get a little bit of anxiety, a little bit of uh, <clears throat> a fast heart rate. Yeah, certainly um, nervous. I, I was more nervous than I've ever been with a lot of things. And um, I think just because it was different, you know, I've tried quite a few different styles of photography, but this one was really different. And, and I think um, trying something new when you, when I'm sort of further on in my career than I've been, it was just hard to, especially to think that I might not be able to do it. Um, I didn't like the thought of failing. I think that was the other thing as well. Yeah, I think that's uh, a big problem for photographers in general, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard. You want to try and, you know, at least walk away with one really good photo. Um, and if you don't, it's, you know, sometimes it's really hard to go. Um, and and sort of look at what you've done and think um, I did really well when you haven't. So and, and certainly you do want to make sure you haven't failed. Yeah, I know one of the things I wanted to touch on with you about this is so from a say a, a technical and a composition point of view, would you agree it's much harder than other types of photography? Um, yeah, I think in its own right, it definitely is. Um, I think because everything is so much on the fly and you've got to, you know, as soon as you see it, you've got to try and set it up and shoot it almost instantly. Um, I mean, some of the stuff that we did, certainly we did take our time about it. We knew what we to take a picture of, yep. but we had to wait for, you know, people or the subject or whatever to get into position. Um, but yeah, certainly when it was the faster paced stuff, it was hard. I mean, the train, the train one was... <laughs> Yeah, that that really um, that baffled me actually. Um, yeah, it was it was a lot quicker than I thought. <laughs> so the composition and the comp. Go on, sorry. Now I was gonna say the composition of that was 
it, it there was there was it was got out the window. It was just trying to make sure I could capture it. <laughs> yeah, so if anyone anyone uh, is wondering what we're talking about, um, a couple of months ago I took a shot where I was um, stood about five foot away from a train line, focusing on a person on the other side of the train line, and a carriage was going across. And my challenge for myself was to capture that person between the carriages now the massive constraint i had i was using film and my maximum shot was 500 as a second and i was doing it late evening so what we tried to do with luke was just introduce him to composition for that it's still for street photography we're out on the street there's a lot of people around but it is so hard so, Luke, if you think about um you tried different things, I think, from watching you. Didn't you try, like, panning with your camera as well? Yeah, I did. Um, uh, sort of, you know, taken from the sports side, I was trying to do it, um, you know, to see if I could do moving myself or try and capture it. And yeah, there was, there was lots of different elements I tried. Um, but it was just... The, the struggle I had certainly with that was um, the panning was great in the fact I could almost capture, you know, the gap in the trains, yeah. but then the focus point was out. Um, yeah. And as much as I probably should have had the focus point um, on the subject first and then, you know, switch or, switch to manual would have been the best idea. But with how quick it was all going, it was just <laughs> yeah, one of those things that just, you, you know, you think afterwards, oh, I should have tried that. So, yeah. Uh, um, well, yeah, there, there was lots of things I tried. Um, I mean, even ramping. I mean, I think I, I got up to about eight hundredth of a second or thousands of a second, and it just I still couldn't capture it. Um, but I think I think you put in the rules of it was uh, one shot. You couldn't just fire off a load. So. That's right. Yeah, because I can't do that. <laughs> <still>. <laughs> so that was that was certainly hard because I think I definitely could have got it if I just held the button down. But then but there's that that doesn't you know bring any technical part to it then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I think that's more like uh, you're just using technology. Um, it's fine. Uh, if it was a paid event, then bloody hell, mate, you, you do whatever you can, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You do what you well, can to get it. But challenge. As, as, exactly. It's a bit of fun competition. You know, certainly you won that one with the fact that you managed to capture it and I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and I only took two shots. Shh, don't tell anyone that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I dread to think how many I actually took in the end on that set, on that segment. Yeah, well that was that was good fun. Uh, and the greatest thing about using train lines is, as soon as we turned left, you had a like a vanishing point, a leading line, whatever you wanted to call it. And I think that was probably about one of your first images, wasn't it? Um, yeah, yeah, because we, we we literally met above the train tracks, and then um, we came yeah. down the stairs and straight away with everything we'd have just been talking about down the stairs it instantly captured my imagination to try and do something low down um but almost freehand without looking through um so yeah. it's only about a foot off and um okay it was one key but it captured someone perfectly moving walking across the train tracks and it was quite nice um but it was hard not to try and square that image up in in lightroom um afterwards yeah. um you know and certainly that's one of the things I always like to try and see things looking nice and straight and all the right angles. And But I liked it. I liked the fact that it did look like it was captured sort of quite quickly as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it was just a raw moment. We waited for, sort of, say, either the right character. And one of the other things I think you saw was how I look for strange people are interesting characters. <laughs> Um, and bright colours, certainly. And bright colours, yeah. there you go, yeah, so you remember that, yeah. Yeah, um, which, I mean, I think that, was, that got us quite quickly onto the subject of people watching, you know, a, 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 right, a, yeah. a, great, a great pastime of, you know, killing hours waiting in, in airports when I've travelled the world of you sitting there and sort of wondering what people are doing and things like that. So, yeah, we certainly, um, I think we quite quickly got onto following a couple, actually, into town. And, yeah. Uh, and yeah so we, suddenly it was starting to see people in colors and i think that's when we started trying some stuff where because i still felt a bit nervous about capturing people walking towards yeah. me and that's where we we had you in the shot and it looked like i was taking your picture but i was actually shooting over your shoulder 
That's right. And then I tried something with the wall as well. But um, yeah, certainly, I mean, some of the characters we saw walking towards us, they were great. But I think when they caught on that we were taking pictures, they quite quickly vanished. Yeah. So you can see how hard it is. Yeah. You might find a perfect person that you want to take a picture of. But if they cotton on there, they, they vanish. <laughs> they scuttle like rats. Yeah. Uh, but in a way, if you can actually capture that moment just before they disappear, that's what's really good. So there's a couple of my street shots where the person spotted me and that's exactly when I fired the trigger. And you just think, wow, what are they thinking? Yeah. And I think that's really good. So uh, one of the last shots I put up was uh, I took a picture of a taxi driver. Have you seen that one? Um, I haven't, no. Okay. So I was probably about a foot away from his window. So I tried to use the natural frame of the taxi window and he was just sat um, and staring at me. And he's got a very, uh, what's the word? Um, he's looking at me, but not with a smile, not with a frown. So it was like, what do you think this guy's saying? Or what do you think he's going to do? The minute he realises I've actually took his picture. Uh, most people said um, he looks angry. And actually, it was quite the opposite. I stuck my thumb up, he smiled, and I walked off. I, th I think um, sometimes people, are, they're just wondering what you're doing. But once you actually, once they probably realise it's, you know, nothing sort of wrong or bad, um, they they quite quickly lighten up. Yeah, and I think that's where, like you said about doing the street posture, you want to talk to people. I, I think that's yeah, another very good form of um, street work because you'd be the same. You'd want to know why a person's taking it. And if someone approached me, I would have no problem and then I'd probably strike up a conversation and, you know, you start from there, don't you? Yeah. And I think that's another cool part of it. Um, but I, I can definitely say you very much were at home with the street part of your side, weren't you? Yeah. Um, so, uh, well, it's, it's, it's meeting people is something I can do very easily. So yeah. for me, when it was, um, I think as well, I could quite easily pique people's interest to actually stop take that minute to hear what I've got to say and actually have a photo um, yeah. I think I got accepted more times to have photos and I got turned down um, which is yeah, quite exactly. nice so um, you know obviously showed that I could get across what I was trying to do um, and, and certainly you know as I say pique the interest of people to want that yep that's great yeah I mean one of the things um, we were doing on the street was uh I think it was near Valentine's, wasn't it? Uh, it was right on the bridge, just um, yeah, yeah, near the um, uh, what's it called, Waterside Shopping Centre. Yeah, so oh, yeah. it's 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 quite a popular area in, in Lincoln for anyone who doesn't know it. Uh, Lincoln's not a massive place, really, is it? Um, so a lot of people congregate around here, and they were doing these sort of uh, love heart shapes, wasn't they, all all over the, the city. Yeah, yeah, it was just literally, it was just like a wire frame um, yeah. about head height. Um, but it was just perfect. It just suddenly people, um, I think they were just milling around and they were just stood there and um, they got their iPhone out and I think they were trying to capture a picture of them in it. And then and straight away it was like, well, this is an opportunity. So went across and, do you want me to get a picture of your phone? And then mm -hmm. did that and then went, well, you know, I'm doing a little project. How about I can capture one with my camera as well? Um so it's quite nice because obviously you could look down. We had the river in the back or the canal in the background um, and, the, and obviously the bridge in between the buildings. There's some nice leading lines, but with a focus as well, using the heart on them. So, uh, for, for me, it was good to watch um, someone else just do um, something on the street. But also it was good that um, you proved you can do it out on the street with strangers it's not just about um book me for your wedding we get to know each other we get comfortable you know I, I was really impressed at your attitude there and everyone was very amenable to you yeah 
Yeah, as I say, um, I don't think that um, anyone we really met, they they were quite, I mean, if they if they were busy, um, they made it quite clear, um, which was fine, you know, and, and that's, we yeah. don't stop anyone doing that. But certainly most people, you know, they were, they were very willing to chat and um, especially the people with the dog as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, um, I mean, I mean, you've got to check out Luke's photos of a couple of them dogs. Uh, I mean, they were great shots. And it just proved you was in your sort of element, wasn't you? Yeah, well, it, it's, it's you know, for me, it's close to home. I've, I've got a beagle that is um, pretty much, he's my test subject whenever I get new equipment or I want to try out something. And uh, he, he likes to pose. So, you know, for me, obviously, I like dogs <laughs> anyway. Um, but certainly, yeah, when we met met the first set with the beagle and then we met the ones with the puppies, it was it was fantastic. So, yeah. um, and it, it's that mutual connection, you know, anything that you, certainly when you're trying to um, in, interact with people, trying to find something that's mutual, mutual that you can talk about, which opens up the door to be able to sort of get them on your side. Um, you know, yeah. and especially with the dogs, it's, it's a massive part of my life. So. That was a really, really easy one to get some photos of. And then um, I think the puppies were quite enjoying it when they were playing around anyway. And certainly yeah, were getting they, the pictures as well. Yeah, they, they loved having sort of attention, didn't they? I think for me, it was very hard because I shot film all, um, all through our walk. And um, the puppies moved so fast. <laughs> Nearly every shot was out. So I was a bit disappointed, but, you know, that that's life. Didn't didn't you not get one of the dash hound though? The dash yeah, hound. yeah, right. I got one. He was all right. Um, <laughs> Scared, but yeah, uh, and you've got a, a massive change in exposure as well um, to go from lights to darks because the, the minute they change, move their head, they're in, they're in sort of a shadow, or the uh, the other puppies blocking the other one. So it. It's a little bit out in places, probably a bit too dark for my liking. But, you know, that, that's part of shooting film. Yeah, yeah, which was quite interesting to see as well, actually, um, the results of, um, of of the day, because I was, uh, as we chatted, I've never actually shot film. Yeah, yeah. It, it, was, um, it was certainly, yeah, really quite interesting to see, um, you know, the things that you tried and how you did it and then the results of those and certainly for me i'm quite impatient so you know i wanted to know straight away what it looked like um and i, I don't know how you do it how you can wait so long to see a picture <laughs> would but, it shock you if i said i've got a roll of film i shot over a year ago oh no i'd want to know <laughs> <laughs> yeah no <laughs> I, yeah. I have to know what it looks like <laughs> yeah i mean I, i'm pretty much the same when i shoot digital uh when we did a bottle shoot on Sunday, I went to Dash Home and I just quickly put up three photos because I was so excited. But it's like um, it's like being two characters in a way. Um, when you're shooting analog, you literally are a different person because you're shooting manual. You're shooting something where you're very, very conscious of every single shot. And you'd probably walk away from a shot. It's probably, I mean, especially as well, when you say you're two different people, if you're taking your time, um, especially when it comes to obviously taking time to develop it as well, yeah. you're not in a rush because you certainly don't want to ruin a shot as well when you're, I suppose, in the development process. So you're happy mm -hmm. to take your time or wait or, you know, when the time's right to do it. Um, and, and I think the digital, it, it's, it's just typical of this, you know, in um, sort of, time that we're in in everyone's lives where everything's instant you want to know yes, um, sure. and certainly you know it, it, with everyone their finger on the pulse you have to don't you it's it's you you want to know and you want to be be on it yeah you do yeah and you know you can edit it straight on your phone whereas um when you're doing film you know you're gonna have to be patient wait for your developing stage and you've got to work out how you're going to get it onto a digital format and then decide whether you're going to edit um, I'll just keep it more natural. I mean, there's so much involved compared. Um, I think one of the things I noticed was uh, you're quite you were quite new to even photography, weren't you? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. just under two years I've been doing it. Yeah, 
So I think for me, uh, similar time for me, but because I've shot film, when you picked up the film camera, there was a massive difference in um, the realisation of, say, how the lens worked. Um, so, like, for instance, uh, we did, like, focusing distance, didn't we? And yeah. By using the aperture ring um, and how we would know how to meter. And I think a lot of digital users would have no knowledge, would they, of how to work a camera? Uh, no, no. I mean, um, certainly if you if you put one in my hand and say, go shoot that, I, I would, would struggle. And I think, you know, certainly as well, thinking I'd captured it and probably that's developing then going, oh, no, I've definitely not captured this. Um, it, it, it's, yeah, I, I thought I knew enough, but certainly once once we talked through it, I, I felt definitely out of my depth and, and certainly, um, you know, we talked as well about light meters and obviously we didn't have one to hand. So, yeah. you know, for you to do that and capture what you did with just sort of your knowledge, I was yeah. really quite impressed by that. You know, um, I don't think I could have done that. Yeah, but I would say um, anyone can do it. Do you think I haven't been in photography or film very long? But the, the way I did it was repetition. Yeah, it's just practice. It's, it's anything, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, and the the best lighter, um, as one of my friends says, the best lighter in the world is a human. So the the problem is when we use digital, and I'm exactly the same to everybody, we get sucked into using the exposure meter, we line it up, oh, yeah, cameras tell me that's spot on, click a button, and then you think, yes, all right. And then sometimes you might do a bit of exposure conversation, might you? Yeah, and and that's and that's the thing. I mean, that there, it's the. I suppose it is one of the good things these days is the fact that you can change as well when you're using digital. There are people yeah. out there that shoot um, a little underexposed. There are some that shoot dead on, and there's others that shoot slightly overexposed. Yeah, but then that comes down to style. So, you know, yeah. and if that works for them, then that then that's brilliant, you know. And that's and they're doing what they like and 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 it always comes back i mean we've had the conversation lots of times that you know photography is subjective what one person likes another won't um and i think that's why it's such a you can get such a broad spectrum of of, of pictures from one group of people um and there won't be you know there won't be too many that are very close in style um because everyone is individual certainly when we do the um the, the you know the the mpn nights um, yeah. up in scout height it's great because you know you think oh i've shot similar to someone else and then once you see the results you go god they've they've done very different there actually i expected it to be similar and it's great it's great to see what they've done and it, it's certainly as well it helps you know broaden broaden your mind of what you can do as well with the same subject the same setting um because everyone can be a bit closed-minded as well you know it, it i'm always interested to see what others do because you know at the end of the day you're always learning yeah yeah, it, it's unbelievable. I think I, I've. It's obvious I, I like a challenge. Um, moving over to film and sticking with it for so long has been, you know, a revelation for me because it's taught me how to shoot manually. Um, I could probably meter um, without using a digital camera, and I, I, I bet if we was outside, I could probably tell you the settings that will work for your camera. Or oh, somewhere about. Yeah, and I, mean, I think that's the thing, isn't it? Once you get close, you know, and then it is just down to, sorry, excuse me, down to personal preference. Yeah, yeah. And I think um, the, the massive difference there between digital and analog is, um, what I was saying to you was, um, as soon as I'm on the street, I'm metering and having a good look at the shadows and the um, highlights. And then I'm thinking, you know, what the difference is between them. And then either I'm going to aim in the middle and stick with it. And then maybe as time's going by, maybe it's an hour or two late, I know I'm going to have to adjust some settings again, probably shoot slightly slower. And I just think that's so, so different to digital, isn't it? Yeah. 
and that was say you know with digital age i mean anyone now can pretty much pick up a camera and i think that's what a lot of the industry um you know it's one of the things that resonates around there is that anybody picks up a camera and then straight away calls himself a photographer um you know admittedly i was one of those people um but i think i think i think everybody at some point though certainly should try film um and i would like to try it it's just having the time and taking the time um and it's it's yeah i mean at this moment <laughs> what well, with how how busy i'm at the moment i think it's going to be probably towards christmas time before i'll be able to uh to, to take a bit of time to do a personal project again yeah yeah i can appreciate that um but i was going to say um it's obviously you're, you're predominantly a wedding photographer for now but when you originally started um am i correct in saying you mainly did the magic mirror um no 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 when i um i, I bought i bought the magic mirror last year as an as an addition to what i could offer um i actually started out just um sort of a family photography um, okay. and yeah just wanted to expand it but um I, it was great doing it as it is it was more of a hobby um you know i, I enjoyed shooting and, and because i um did it at the pub i ran um and the nightclub I, I used to capture all the images there on a saturday uh, night. so um that's when i expanded what i did um bought my first camera as i say about two years ago i mean i've been i've been doing it in the pub for about two two odd years um but then once i moved you know started doing it myself and doing the, the family family stuff i went into um the prince's trust i was trying to get some help you know as as, as anyone does in this world they want to do something for themselves and i sat down there and um i was like i don't want to do weddings i sat there and i was like, don't want to do weddings it's it's not for me i think it's too stressful and um yeah we sat down there and started having a um started having a go through about you know what what i would need to do in order to be successful and do it you know full time and i think the numbers really really didn't stack up for me uh um, yeah you know, it proves that I would have to be so, so busy um, to be able to, um, you know, achieve my goal. And so I was like, oh, well, you know, maybe I will have to do a wedding. And it just so happened that a friend, um, a friend came to me and was like, look, my mum's been let down. Any chance you can do a wedding? And I was like, I've never shot one. And she said, well, you know, as good a time as any to try one. They were really <laughs> lovely and laid back. And yep, I was probably more nervous than the bride. Um, I did it. I obviously got all the images over, and then I was like, "Actually, wasn't as bad as I thought." So, I then That's tried good. to I tried to get in with a few people and and go from there. And um, once once I suddenly got the bug for shoot, you know sort of um, shooting weddings, it was not so much about the actual um, just going and doing something like that. It was more about helping the people on the day. You know, yeah. I, I'm, I, I sort of to stay calm and and you know there was little things that I knew that I'd. Um, I'd picked up from previous jobs I was in. Um, you know, I worked in sales at Hackett, um, selling suits and, you know, measuring them up for alterations. And so there was lots of things I knew how to do. So, um, you know, tying ties and sort of putting the pockets in and how to present them. And okay, yeah. it's like, actually, you know, I'm not just doing the photography, I'm helping them. Um, and I like helping people. So, you know, that, that my customer service came into it and I quite enjoyed them. And then it was sort of, I got the bug for, you know, really really helping people with weddings and then you know as the two years have gone by it's just grown you know my first first year was only a couple of weddings uh last year was probably about i don't know about 10 weddings and this year um we are a combination of magic mirror and weddings we're so far at about nearly 50 bookings so wow, that's amazing it's, um, yeah and i mean even i mean everyone says you know how far do you book ahead um, we've got 15 booked in for 2019 and we've got four booked in for 2020. So, you know, it's suddenly, it's quite nice to see how busy, you know, we've become. Um, very, yeah. I, I always, I always laugh as I say and go back to the fact that though, um, I always said I never wanted to shoot weddings and it's all I do. But as you say, with the, with the magic mirror though, I mean, that was what we did bring in last year um, because you do, you know, you sit there in, in a, what is classed as an oversaturated market of um there are photographers everywhere and um i wanted to be different so bought the magic mirror um and was offering that um and was offering it alongside the photography or by itself um 
and I didn't quite expect it to be as popular as it was, but I knew I knew that I could make it um, certainly work for me. Um, and then it just it went nuts. Just we had bookings everywhere, um, mm. and I mean literally everywhere. I mean we we had someone from Lincoln book me to drive all the way up to um, Annick Treehouse in Northumberland. Um, that was okay. a four hundred and thirty mile round trip, but what a beautiful um, setting. Um, but but now it's a case of people book, book us for everything. They book us for the photography, um, for the magic mirror, the videography um, that we we offer with another company I work with, and um, so it's great. You know, it's the, it's it's done what I wanted it to do to help me sort of get out there a bit more and be known and and you know grow grow my presence in 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 Facebook. As, yeah, as everyone awesome. wants, you know, where they like hunt. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. no, that's awesome. Can you sort of explain to anyone listening then what the Magic Mirror is for those who haven't heard of it, mate? Yeah. Um, so, Magic Mirror is um, is born from the idea of the photo booth. Um, very similar concept of the idea is people can pose in it, have a picture, and basically it prints out. Um, so, it's an instant print. Um, <laughs> But the best way of explaining the magic mirror specifically is it is like a large iPad. It's um, in a six foot tall flight case. Um, it is it's got a seventy inch um, telly in it behind. Sorry, seventy inch touchscreen um, and it's big telly behind it. It's two way mirror glass. The the camera's inside. It takes a picture. Um, once the picture's taken, it obviously brings it up on the screen. The people can see it, and then because of the touchscreen. They can draw on the picture. They can, um, yeah. They can sort of put emojis on it, things like that. And then once mm-hmm. they've bush finished and they see their picture and they're happy with it, they can print it out. Um, so they've got a keepsake that is not just a picture. They've also been able to, you know, personalise it a little for themselves as well. Um, and, then de- nice, yeah. and then depending what the people have chosen who have booked it, um, if there's a, a an album with it, which is one of the things we offer, then we actually print off two, and one goes in the book for the. So, for instance, bride and groom can get a picture of the day to see how people have enjoyed it because certainly on wedding days you haven't got enough time to see what's going on with everything so it's just another way of seeing what how people enjoyed their wedding no that's really good yeah i think it's a, a nice fun thing as well as what insert yeah and i mean and that's the thing everyone goes oh it's great for kids and and certainly i always say to them it's not it's not just for kids i've seen old and um, you know i've seen the older generation um get onto it and they love it i mean we had um an 80 year old last year who was he was loving life with it um i think we were at a wedding as well where there was an 88 year old and they wanted to get a group photo and it was what actually what started off my group photos um and we got 21 i think in in, in one picture and if anyone 21 against that wow yeah and if anyone knows about photo booths usually it's only about six to eight people depending on the size of this because this is open um, you're only limited by the space you've got behind you um, and so it's been things well um, we always try to get people to have a big group and actually last weekend just gone we hit 33 people in one picture oh my that's yeah. great yeah so it makes it great fun and that's the thing because there's so many people getting involved and having a really really good fun with it um, and yeah. it, it, it draws people in you know, most people go, oh, you know, photo booths are a bit boring and things like that. And we go, and we say it's not that. It's really fun. It's interactive. And actually, it's partly what me and the team do um, is trying to make it friendly. I've got two guys that work with me. And um, certainly, you know, it's all about trying to have everyone having fun. So I think I think we do that pretty well. No, that's good. Yeah, yeah. That sounds another little um, addition to your work as well. Yeah. And what, one of the other things, um, what was sort of uh, one of the main purposes of our work was for you to try the uh, Nikon lens, wasn't it? Yeah, um, I was. I was looking to purchase a new lens, and you had um, you, you you very kindly had one that I could borrow. Um, wasn't quite the one I wanted, but certainly it gave me um, it gave me the range I was looking for, which was the twenty four to seventy mil. Yeah. Um, and yeah, as a wedding photographer, you know, we we shoot mainly with primes, um, but obviously twenty eight and a and a fifty. Um, I didn't know whether I should maybe go down to an eighty five as well. Um, but I was starting to think as well that I actually needed to have a bit of zoom in there, and so 
you know, looking at what you had um, gave me some options and meant that I could actually, you know, work in tighter spaces without having to try and change the lens. And especially on a wedding, you know, as much as we've got a couple of cameras, you just need, you need a bit of something you can work with. Yeah. Um, so it was great. It was certainly great. I don't think it was um, the best lens for street portraiture. I think I, I think when I did, switch, <laughs> I think once I finally switched over to the 50 prime, it was fantastic for, for what yeah. I was doing with that. But um yeah, it was great. I mean, obviously, I took it home for the weekend, so I tried some product photography with it, um, mm. you know, where I can control the lighting and everything else. And um, it was really great. And what in, a, in an environment where you were calm enough that you could take the time to set the shot up, the autofocus or the, 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 the speed of the autofocus didn't bother me so much, um, which certainly you pointed out, it was quite slow because yours is the first generation, wasn't it? That's right, yes. For anyone listening, this is a Nikon 2870 f2.0 Mark 1, but it's the, would you call it, um, I mean, I just call it a pro lens. I don't know if there's a proper name for it, is there? Oh, well, there, there probably is, but there's so many names for lenses these days. Yeah. Well, this one was, well, bear in mind the camera I use is 13-year-old. Our probably say the lens is probably 10 year old and you know in its day it would have been uh, a price of a car to be honest oh yes yeah, certainly it would have been it would have been you know a top end i mean i think i've still found them online second hand for about four or five hundred pounds so it's not yes. like it's still holding its value fairly well and that is incredible for how old that is yeah i mean obviously in good condition andy we, we saw yours <laughs> yeah yeah i mean the one thing I always said about it was it, it was terrible autofocus. Um, I, I have used it on street. I may do with flicking it over to manual, but it's not particularly great. That um, it is massive because it's a pro lens, um, and I just thought it'd be good for you to see um, how it compares to modern tech and all, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean it. it... It was good. I mean, obviously, the, the the one thing when you're buying any new gear is you want to be able to try it. And you know, when, yeah. you're, in a, when you're in a showroom, you can't you can't do any justice to any picture. And there's only so many pictures of sales reps you can take a picture of. Yeah. Um, but it, you just don't know until you get into a real, real world situation. I mean, if I I think if I tried every lens like I tried yours, I'd probably really have um, a, a lot of lenses by now. But certainly. Um, <laughs> Because I had because I had in my head then I knew what I wanted. Yep. I mean, I went to the photography show back in March, um, and because I went there with pretty much in mind of this is what I wanted. Um, when I um, when I got to the Nikon stand um, and we tried it, um, we tried obviously the new one, um, the VR two, and it was it was a superb piece of glass. It really really was. Yep. But the price tag, I mean, I just I wanted a new camera as well. So the price of that would have instantly wiped out what I could have bought as well. Um, but I had in mind as well um, the Sigma, and I looked at the Sigma one, and um, the Sigma's the art, uh, from the art range, which um, anyone who's, who's been keeping an eye on Sigma these days, their art lenses are becoming you know, quite quickly some of the best primes on the market um, with, a, with a more competitive price. Um, and for me, I mean, it was new um, in store. It would have been about thirteen hundred and fifty pounds, but at the show, at the show, it was twelve hundred for the discount. Um, obviously, it's new. Um, but what I liked about it, once I'd got to try both, um, and in mind of what I'd be doing, um, the Nikon is great, but it's quite a, it's quite a long lens, and especially when you're trying to swing around a big piece of kit. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, I was thinking about, you know, when I'm switching between cameras, do I really want that hitting against me? Whereas the Sigma is quite nice. It's quite a, a shorter, stubbier, but it's it's a thicker lens. Um, but I actually think I prefer the Sigma lens. It's it's a really nice feel to it. It's, it's metal. It's, it's really solidly built. Um, but it's just got, I mean, some of the images I've been doing recently, I've just been, I've, I've really fallen in love with it. Um, so much so I... I my poor nifty 50 has actually um, not really come out that much. Um, but it's, it's yeah, it's definitely a great piece of kit. But it, it helped, as I say, it always it helped being able to try yours. Um, and, you know, yeah. even 10 years ago, I can see the difference of, 
you know, if, if you'd had that piece of kit in your hand, then, you know, the, the difference it would have had have given someone who'd bought that at the time um, mm. would have been fantastic. Oh, so, God. I can imagine. I, I mean, what, I mean, it's true exactly what you say. If you're in an environment where our focus isn't a problem, that there is probably so marginal difference between two shots with a modern yeah. lens. Well, I mean, I did, I did take on a um, with with the Nifty Fifty and with yours in, in, the, in the circumstances where we set it up. You'd asked if I could do it. And That's right. Yeah. You you wouldn't you you couldn't pick it out unless you clicked onto the actual image um on your computer and went into info i don't think you would have known um, okay just i mean there was there was very little difference um but then i did it just uh, purely to to understand i put um an old kit lens i had on yeah um and yeah wow um it looked like i'd shot it with my mobile phone okay <laughs> it was de- de- definitely it definitely interesting to see the, um, the the difference in in the optical quality of the glass that they use and and the way that you know kit lenses and pro lenses are, um, and you know to anyone going, oh, I'd rather get a new camera than a new lens. I'd always say in the first instance, buy the lens. You know, yeah. good good glass is worth it, and and you know you can make it work with your camera. I mean, I, I get it if you're shooting in low light situations that you know, you might need a better camera that's got a higher, higher ISO and, you know, better sensor and a bigger sensor. But yeah. in the first instance, try the glass because especially as well, you know, the aperture, we, I went for a fixed aperture, um, you know, with the zoom and it was great. It, it made a massive difference. It, it's only three stops from a kit lens, but, you know, that helps as well. Yeah, well, that's massive in it, three. Absolute massive jump. Yeah. And, especially when you are getting down to 2.8, you know, you're, you're, it's quite a lot of light you're letting in anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a fantastic lens. I've, I mean, I've noticed uh, my shots of the models. Um, I'm just so happy with them that, you know, I can use what is effectively a 100-quid camera. And because I've got a great lens, I don't ever have to worry. As long as I get that light there, yeah, and that and that's the thing. I mean, um, you know, our our fellow friend Matt, he shoots with a um, a D seven thousand, but he's got a really nice Sigma lens on it. Yeah. And you know, I've got a seven thousand, and it's it was a great camera when I first bought it for what I did. But you know, for that scenario that we're shooting in, because I had you know my other camera that I wanted, the D seven fifty, yet his. The fact he's his images are still stunning. There's no, yeah. you you wouldn't tell the difference because he's got good glass on it. If he'd had the same camera with a kit lens, you'd you'd have said that you'd have seen the difference. So you know it definitely does show. It, it's it does come down to you know you can shoot pretty much anything with any camera as long as you've got good good lenses really. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, one of the other things I wanted to talk about was. Excuse me. Um, we started trying to use some weird angles for the pigeons. Can you remember that? <laughs> the pigeons. Yeah, you didn't so, like them too much in the end, did you? <laughs> no. So when we first started, there was pretty much a lot of overhead shots. And then I was saying about um, shooting from the floor on it. And then next thing you know, we're both on the floor, literally, <laughs> aren't we? Yeah, well, it's 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 you know it's a pose I tend to adopt during uh, during family sessions, really, especially little ones where, yeah. and you can lay on the floor and shoot low. You get a really different angle, and actually, when it worked with the pigeons, really, really well. Um, it did. I mean, I, I think like the first shot of you when you was practically feeding it out your hands from above. <laughs> yeah, the difference between that and the one on the floor is just mind blowing, and it, it's. A boring everyday subject, but it was a good photo that you, you took. Yeah, I mean, it was quite interesting. I think, I think the trying to capture the pigeons when we were feeding it a bit of pasty was more the fact it was just, um, um, just trying to you know see how close we could get, but what we could do with it. Yes. But it was never meant to be, um, something I would publish as such. No, um, it was just you know it was just for me it, a camera shot, a, a camera phone shot. You know, something you keep on your phone. You go, ah, oh, I. 
I was feeding a pigeon, you know, you just show your friends, but the one low That's down true. is certainly something I'd be happy to show anybody and go, this is a photo I took. Um, and it was, um, I think we joked as well, because it did look like, I mean, especially the way the pigeons were stood, it looked like they should be on an album cover. Yeah. And, um, it was quite funny, actually. Yeah, yeah, it definitely was. And then um, not long after that, we ventured into a clothes shop you bought some. Oh yeah, the vintage store. Yeah, we um, well, we had a bit of a chat, didn't we, about potential future projects because we were just almost winding up the day that we'd had together. Yeah. And, um, I I talked about you know the aviator sunglasses, the Ray Ban style, that I really liked them, and um, I was like, oh, I know a place. Quickly nipped in there, and then literally picked up a pair, and then we were mucking around, and I was just saying how cool would it be to use the reflective surface because you talked about reflective surfaces and windows and, and such things like that. But we, we were trying to point out that not every window would have a nice subject to shoot from and not every window would give you that perfect reflection either. Um, but the glasses we knew we could do. So I think the shopkeeper shopkeeper thought we were a bit strange when we were in there, but trying on different colors and, and getting, getting the camera out to have a look and see if it would work. Um, and we stumbled upon those sort of mirrored um, greeny goldy glasses. That's right. Um, but the the colours that were coming through, I think because the, they were a warmish colour themselves, the colours and the picture quality coming through when we were taking pictures were were really good. And so, you know, we talked about this reflective imagery of hmm. you know, uh, a, a three-person scenario. So one person wearing the, the, the glasses, um, the the cameraman or the person with the idea in the head taking a picture of the lens so you still got your, your model in the subject but the re- it's the reflection you're seeing but yeah. you don't see so much of it and then the third person who is also have a camera was shooting almost from over the shoulder of the model to see what the image would be that the person taking it through the 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 um the reflection would, was looking at so it's just to give that comparison so i think we tried it but obviously it was a bit hard but it was just two of us um, yeah. and, and you joked about modeling so i said oh here you go have my camera and that's when you actually captured my um my current profile picture best picture yeah. i've had in a while andy actually to be fair <laughs> oh, i was proud of it i think it was a state of uh, a fear where you passed me a uh, a very expensive camera and got there you go and i'm like uh i've never touched one of these before yeah i, I did you did look a bit like a rabbit in the headlights i will say <laughs> but you know i was so impressed and when i saw the photo i was like my god these cameras are so different whether it's dynamic range or um, the fact you were using a really good 50 mil i, I don't know what but yeah, I was just shocked by that quality. I think you were um, quite impressed as well with the, the the sort of the booker that the the shot got out of it as well. You yeah, know, it, it just had that really really nice look. It wasn't too much. It wasn't too little. Just seemed to be perfect. But certainly, I think that towards the end as well, you know, we talked all the way through about you know the difference with digital and and um, uh, analog. And obviously, it was interesting for me to try the analog. But I think once you'd got handed my camera. You were quite, you were quite stunned at what you could do with it. Um, yeah, because obviously I only see um, like yourself and our other friends' images, and obviously I'm always at the opposite end where where I have to flood with light because I've got to make up for poor equipment. So being on the opposite end where you can basically shoot at any time, yeah, in your eyes, so it's just you know so foreign to me. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, it's um, obviously we were in a sunny day, so it's pretty lucky. But I think yeah. I was I was shooting below a hundred ISO, which I think was <laughs> it was stunned you that we we could go minus almost. Yeah. Um, but it was you know the results were coming out were were really stunning. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I think that's one of my favourite photos, to be honest, of a person. Um, yeah, well, I think. I think from the day, I think it was quite a nice summary of the day of, of, you know, I was laughing as well, I think in the picture and it was, um, mm. but it was just, I hate my picture being taken. I think that's why I was laughing. Actually, I felt nervous laugh, but I hate my picture being taken. That's why I like being, have the camera in my hand. Cause then I know that I won't have a picture taken of me. And, um, certainly, um, once, once, you know, once I saw that, I was really impressed, um, that I liked it more than anything, you know, but obviously you've done a really good job, you know, from a, 
being really critical and technical. I liked it because of it was perfectly set. But, you know, I, I thought I was never going to like it because it was me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've got to admit, um, my friend John Scrimshaw took a picture of me with my um, Bronica. And I've never seen a good photo of me. Uh, and it's absolute favourite shot ever because it, it captures something I love. Um, and it's a picture of me doing it as well. So I'm not stood mm. there posing. It's I've got my head... Um, looking down the lens well it's more natural isn't it yeah I think, I think when you feel more natural certainly and and, and that's the great thing with pictures you can actually tell um yeah. with i think i think don't get me wrong camera phones these days are great but hmm. because they're always taken as a snapshot instead of you know then quite quickly when someone does that with the camera you still look like you physically capture what that person was seeing through the lens which is what they were what they are doing but they've kept, you can still see the emotion as well or, or the you know the, the how they look in the picture so uh, and when they're more natural it definitely comes through you can definitely tell they're not so tense yeah i think being natural is so important in your shots mm. um, I, I, I know portraiture can be different especially with models because you might be going for a specific look but um, I think some of my favourites are the in-between moments where I've just managed to shoot fast enough to catch them, smiling, or just turning and being themselves. Yeah, um, certainly the last one I did, there was um, there was a, a young girl that she's never, um, I think it was her first time in modelling, and I captured one of her just laughing in between the shots um, because she felt a bit nervous about posing and, and she just laughed and it, it worked far more than being a you know sort of a natural shot um and certainly as well when you are trying to do the model stuff you're still trying to capture and that's why you are trying to pose them and get them to to have that facial feature or, or you know something change to try and give that expression so you can look like it was a natural picture so if you can capture that and make it look natural then you've done a really good job i think yeah yeah i think you're right there um I think one of the last things I wanted to talk to you about was um, about your website. Oh Recently. God! Yeah, are you are you happy enough to talk about that now? Yeah, yeah, I've, um, I've yeah, I've calmed down. <laughs> <laughs> so re recently, um, Luke's um, company website got hacked. So do you want to tell us about that then, Luke? Yeah, it was a bit of everything. It was, um, it was website it was um my facebook page everything just all hit at once so facebook page i got bombarded with fake reviews um um and that that really that was really detrimental to me uh, and more to my you know my mindset as well of i've taken two years to get up to some really good reviews i had about 40 odd reviews on there um all five star you know um and i'm, I'm one i don't mind you know, um, negative reviews if they write something about it. Um, yeah. Because, you know, I'm happy to receive any feedback, but there was nothing. It was just a click and, you know, my state of anger and I'm a pretty quick person to respond. So it was me, you know, hitting back at people sort of, you know, well, why, why is a five star? Why have you not commented? You know, is it because then I can't report it? Um, yeah. And then because I couldn't let it go, I'm, 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 and one of them, I can't drop something. So I started looking into it and not looking on the website and uh, on Google and, and, you know, about negative reviews and, and very quickly got into the point that it was a, um, you can actually buy negative reviews. You can go out there and spend $7 and buy 50 bad reviews. And I was shocked, absolutely shocked that you can do that. Um, and very quickly stumbled upon this massive, it's a massive thing of buying both negative and positive reviews. So people buy positive reviews for their own pages and send negative reviews to competitors. And, you know, it suddenly got me thinking and I was trying to, you know, I was, I was racking my brains and I was like, you know, have I done something? And, um, you know, I probably pointed a lot of fingers at the time and, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I am not a great person for that. You know, I apologized, but, um, Certainly, you know, when it came down to it, it was a, it seems to have been a local campaign that, you know, people in Sleaford got hit. Um, okay. They were mainly IT stores. I got hit being a photographer. 
Um, but I do know of a couple of other photographers that got hit in the Lincolnshire area, um, which is a shame because, you know, certainly as, as a shop, you sell a product, you expect to have negative reviews. But yeah. to someone who sells a service, a negative review, especially with the amount that we got. I mean, I ended up with 12 in, in a space of about two or three days. Um, it took me down below four stars and people then start to question you as, as a person. Um, yeah, and so like I, you say, though, because there's no explanations. No. That's even worse. And obviously, where would they come from if you didn't just shoot 12 weddings in the last three days? Yeah, and that was that was the hardest thing. And um, in the end, I took the decision to turn my reviews off. Um, that was hard. That was really hard. All those wonderful reviews I've had from you know previous customers and such. Um, I was just like, what am I going to do? Um, and literally, as I started to try and get a plan in my head, my website went, and I mean, not just went, it had gone, it had been deleted, it, and and the shock of it all. Um, the company um, who hosted it were like, you know, hey, it's um, we don't know what's happened. Um, we, they were trying to, find, literally, there was no trace of it. It had just gone. Um, this day and age so yeah um literally in about um a day i had a, a load of friends you know web designers and and you know specialist seo specialists and everything they're all pulled together and we put together a website in just under about 12 hours um almost identical which was fantastic you know that we managed to get back up online but um I was annoyed because it didn't have half of the things that I'd had on my other one. And, you know, we, we were missing payment gateways that we could have had for, you know, our magic mirror bookings that they come through. And in the end, um, the company had found a backup um, on their hosting server. So okay. reinstated it, um, which was great. And then we switched everything back over. Uh, went through, uh, um, and we managed to sort it all out. And, you know, that's when straight away, then you go, okay, so what's happened? Well, no one knew so we went through everything and made sure luckily no details are kept on our website so you know they're all always deleted um so there was nothing on there you know obviously any payments or anything that had gone through obviously all those details always cleared so i was really lucky you know obviously we checked all of yeah. our links for our bank accounts you know suddenly thinking oh, i was bank accounts um we can only chalk it down to um it looks like it was hacking, but at the same time, the hosting company said, um, you know, they were having some technical difficulties, but it's unheard of for a website to just vanish, to yeah. not even have a trace of it. Not even, you know, not even on their servers, they had a trace of it. So it's really strange. Um, we don't, we don't really know still to this day what's happened, but it just to have everything that happened as it did, you know, where the Facebook reviews, the website go and everything else, it just felt like the world was against me. And yeah, oh, yeah I was having a bad week that week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's understandable. And I think, um, you know, you've come out the other side, which is obviously the main thing. Um, and I think the more you can do to forearm other people, to be honest, is, is good. Um, I think from my point of view, because I work in IT, um, when I look at like web hosting, one of my first questions is, do you do backups? How many do you do? Because even my website is important to me because I haven't got the time to put it all back together. No, no, and that's the thing. I mean, the the thing that annoyed me the most was content, um, and it wasn't yeah. so much it wasn't so much the imagery. We've got backups of imagery. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I'm dyslexic, so when I write, um, and I probably do it in a really bad fashion, I write straight onto the website because I have to get it out of my head onto the website, and that's yeah. it. And then I let my partner go in and, and make it actually, you know, flow and have punctuation and things like that. Apparently, I don't know what a full stop is, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but at least I get it out of my head. But that, to me, it, it, to lose the words that I've taken so long to get out of my head and to sound right... That was the bit that worried me because I didn't want it to, you know, set me back. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was the thing we had done backups, um, thinking that we where we backing it up to was the hosting server. But that was the worry that there wasn't, there was no trace of anything. 
Um, so now we've input new systems where we, it backs up and it backs up to a completely different location. Um, yeah. So if it ever happened again, we could literally install it again. Um, but it taught me a lot, taught me a lot about websites and, and you know, everything you got to do. And I mean, you know, we're so fastidious about backing up all of our imagery. Yeah. Other things that, you know, our website are probably one of our best selling tools and, you know, I wasn't backing that up as well. And and to have it down for the couple of days it was essentially was was harmful. You know, yeah. we had we, we lost emails and you know, people had supposedly emailed us but because everything went, you know, it was gone, there was there was no trace of it. So yeah, it was it was hard. And I think um the fact you've actually researched at a time that you can buy negative re- reviews, for instance, you know, maybe not a lot of the listeners would even know that. So it's, you know, there's some good business lessons in there, isn't there? Yeah, and it is. And I mean, it's, it's, that was the biggest lesson I took from it, um, from the whole thing is to actually, A, look at people's reviews. Don't just take that it says five star or 4.8 or 4.3. Do actually look through and do click on the one stars if you see yeah. them. Because if there's something behind it and it sounds genuine, and I think people can read, you know, read into a situation if it sounds genuine. Yeah. Um, but certainly as well, if there is a response from the company, um, look how the company's responded. If they're fighting back as such and uh, um then you know they probably were wrong. But at the same time, if they're measured in their response, you know, do read it, do read that as well. And if it seems they're measured in that response, um, you know, my response was, I, you know, I can prove that you're not a customer. I've never had any dealings with you that, um, and, you know, I've got customer records of people who've booked me. So yeah. that was how I could prove it. But, you know, I've seen other companies that hit and they've just been like, well, why have you done this? You know, why are you doing this? And I, I think that was the hardest thing, though, is in that moment, I probably didn't respond still as quite as measured as I could have been. But certainly if people do read reviews um, and, and actually a good exercise, I looked on TripAdvisor at people's one stars and how people dealt with them afterwards. And, um, you know, a lot of one stars, people just it's almost what what I seem to find was most of the people look like they wanted something back. You know, they might have not been they wanted money potentially. Okay. Um, and that's, you know, unfortunately, that's what it comes down to. But the ones that you did actually genuinely read had one star and had a bad time. They were alerting people to the bad time, but they did follow up with a positive. So they didn't just, it wasn't just negative, 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 negative. You know, they go, you know, I really had a really bad time, this, this and this. Everything possibly could have gone wrong. But do you know what? Dave was really helpful. So, you know, the, and that's when you see the genuine ones where people do at least try and give something of an outlook and then the companies that responded to those ones you know we're sorry you had a bad time you know we're gonna try and rectify it or whatever it is but um we're great to know that at least some part of it was positive and there's that gives them that glimmer of hope i suppose but yeah yeah, certainly as i say you know everyone should read reviews um you know do their research but at the same time don't just go off a review go off what someone else says if they know them or they've used them um and speak to the person who it's about because you'll make your own decisions. Not everyone's going to like everybody, but if you like them, don't let that deter you. You know, don't certainly meet with someone and, and, you know, especially if they're providing a service, you know, it could have been an off day for that person or if it was genuine, you know, however it is. But I'm sure being a one man band that I am, I'm learning, I'll learn from my mistakes and same for the other people. You know, you don't want to do it wrong twice. So, you're never going to make a mistake twice, are you? No, if no, you no. Happen, you're not going to be in business for long. No, that's right. So you've got your Facebook page back now, haven't you? Uh, oh, well, I've, my Facebook page is up and running. It's, it, that never went down, but um, I just don't have my reviews on anymore. So, you know, what I've started doing is putting the customer reviews on one of my favourite images of them. Uh, um, okay. Yep. Albeit I haven't loaded up too many recently. Um, I'm still trying to go through the backlog. But, um, you know, I hope soon that, you know, I can put all of them up. But what my customers previously have said is if any future people want to chat to them, they're happy for them to have a phone call or drop an email or whatever and talk on my behalf and basically give a review. A bit like a, um, a, a CV. You yeah. Know, you've got a reference. So it's quite nice that customers have said they'll happily, you know, say something for me. Yeah, so. that, I think that says everything, doesn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah. I think that's everything you want to hear, really, about um, whether you choose someone or not, because anyone can write anything on a website, can't they? Yeah, and I mean, that's the thing. Anyone can. Um, and I do think, you know, you, d- you need to meet people and chat with them. Um, and, so, and, and as I always say to any customer, don't just book the first person and don't just um, don't just book me because of the price. Yeah, you know, you're going to be spending, um, and especially the way I see it to prizes on a wedding day. Um, other than you know the bridesmaids, we're going to be one of the people that are with them all day long. Yeah, you know, and and they go, oh yeah, what the groom? You go, well, no, the groom sees you halfway through the day. Yeah, so you know. And and a lot, I think a lot of brides suddenly start to realise that you know that person is going to be there all day. Do they get on with them? You know, and mm. we're there to do a job. But at the same time, you know, you don't. We don't just take pictures. We do have a giggle with the brides. We do, you know, we do try and calm them down when they're having a bit of a stress that you know something's not right or or whatever. And we do try and help them. And you know, or, or I've helped people who do dresses up. They don't understand. They they weren't sure how to lace them up. So you know, <laughs> we. We can, we can, what little knowledge we have will always pass on if it makes a day easier. So I think, you know, when people have met me and they've, they've talked, they do realise that I am going to be trying to be helpful and they can get on with me. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. Well, I wanted to say a big thanks for taking part in this, Luke. Yeah, it's been good. Yeah, I think uh, we learned a little bit about film. We, we did a little bit of lens work. We did a bit of street. We talked about projects and, um, you know, you, you've helped people understand probably some things to consider for Facebook, for their websites. So I think the, the listeners have got some good content there, to be honest. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, if it, if can, anyone can take at least one thing away from this and learn from it, um, then that's that's good. It's not yeah. been, it's not been a, a wasted conversation on our part. <laughs> no, exactly, yeah. And I think if people... Um, check the site they'll see the original article we did and it's got some of your photos it's got some of mine and then um for anyone who's considering a wedding please check out luke and like i say give him a ring talk to him meet him um and then you'll see you know what sort of guy he is um you know i I say i i only work with people i I get on well with um i'm not just going to be chatting to strangers i don't know so um yeah full compliments to you luke um i'm glad your site's back up and running and get you get your site going again that's really good yeah yeah thanks no problem mate and um look forward to our next project yeah and i'll see this lovely uh sigma lens as well then yeah yeah definitely thank you so much luke it's really appreciated yeah bro it's been Uh, good uh, take care we'll see you soon mate yeah thanks so much Thanks a lot, Luke. Bye.